Welcome to today's stream. Here's why Bitcoin just crashed. Some are calling it a crash. Is it a crash or is it just another day in crypto? Well, I want to discuss that with you. Talk about some price action. Talk about some ideas surrounding the price action. Talk about how we got here. What some of the fears are in the market right now. Some of the things that the market is watching at the moment. Of course, some of the Bitcoin ETF news. What some of the results have been for the last few days. Last week of trading, of course, Bitcoin ETFs don't trade on Saturdays or Sundays because it's in the boomer markets. But anyway, still lots of things going on. Of course, shout out to everybody joining today. What is up, guys? I see you in the chat. Have a good time hanging out, talking to each other. Of course, save those burning questions until the second half of the stream. That is when we will be taking your questions. So I'll be looking forward to that. Always my favorite part of the conversation. But let's talk about the price of Bitcoin. But I have a real quick note for you before we do dive into that. We are right now running a 40% off sale in honor of the Bitcoin ETF finally being approved. We are running 40% off on all of our courses. That's Mastering Altcoin Investing, Mastering Bitcoin Investing, and Mastering Crypto Trading. Now look, these are courses for beginners. So if you're new around here, you want to get the lowdown on, hey, how do we invest in altcoins? Where do I find them? What wallets do I need? How do I find good ones? All that kind of stuff. Mastering Altcoin Investing got you covered. That's what we designed this course for, to answer those questions and more. If you're a beginner to Bitcoin, you want to get into Bitcoin more, We've got a very comprehensive course on that. And if you're a total beginner trader, we've got a beginner's trading course as well, which is going to take you through all the basic stuff, how to set up indicators, how to interpret information for some of the most basic indicators, most basic patterns, stuff like that. 40% off, limited time sale. This ends in about 24 hours. So if you're interested in that, go and check it out. Go and check it out. Thank you very much. Now, okay. So that's that. Make sure to check it out. Great deal on the courses. Let's talk about the price of Bitcoin. Now, the price of Bitcoin has corrected quite a bit since we hit that 49K peak in the first couple hours of trading of those Bitcoin ETF products. Not bad, right? Not bad. And of course, then the sell the news came in. Everybody realized the expectation and reality kind of collided into each other. And we've had a correction. Now, the current correction, the current correction, by the way, just a baby correction, guys. We're down 13%. If you can't handle 13% volatility, you're in the wrong market. What is actually quite common in crypto markets. And look, crash is, of course, always a relative term. Is a 13% dip a crash? Well, I mean, it's a big red candle. A correction. But we could see a crash. And look, crash dump, bigger dump, whatever. It's pretty common. I like this chart that Heidi from Blockchain Chick shared. So crypto tips, lap Blockchain Chick on uh, X. This is the 2016-2017 bull run. During that bull run, we had multiple dramatic, brutal, crushing, terrifying, overall bad news bears drawdowns. 38 40%, 35%, 29%, like brutal, crazy stuff, man. And that is the volatility that crypto is so famous for. We know this. We know this. Now, the question becomes is, will all the factors that we're going to discuss in this video 
start to weigh too heavily on the market? And will they keep pushing the price down in the coming weeks? Have we topped out for a little bit, much like we did in 2019, where we topped out, but that was a bit earlier up before the Bitcoin halving. But hey, every cycle's got a bit of a rhyme, but it's different, right? Maybe, maybe. But just, just so you know, things can always get crazy in the markets. And you can see volatility wind up real fast in Bitcoin. So if you're new around here, don't get freaked out. This happens all the time. If you're old around here, if you've been here for a few years, a few cycles, you know all this. You're not, you're just like, you're looking at all this like, ha, 30% correction. Uh, crack another beer and go watch some, go watch my grass grow, man. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, key areas of price support right now. Currently, Bitcoin trying to rally. It's just dipped a little bit below the 50-day exponential moving average, trying to rally back up above that. Let's see what the next few days have in store for us. Next areas of major price support down around $40,000. Of course, that 42K zone we're at right now is a very critical historical area for Bitcoin. So we'll see how this plays out. We've got lots of between here and down to like 32K, man, there's some important zones of price action and price resistance and price support and all that stuff. So there's a lot of important areas in there. Next area down, 40K. Next area beyond that, which kind of lines up approximately the 100-day exponential moving average is around uh, 38K. Some people are to call them for 32K as the bottom of this. We shall see. We shall see. Again, it depends on the inflows and the outflows. How much money comes out of GBTC. We're going to break this down in a minute. And how much money comes into the rest of the ETF products. How much money keeps showing up. How much money are those sales teams going to start bringing in? Because remember, the marketing blitz, man, it's just starting. We've only had two days of trading of this stuff yet. Let's, again, zoom out. As I said, multiple, multiple times before we had the Bitcoin ETF approval, expect volatility in both directions That's exactly what happened we had volatility in both directions expect that things aren't going to happen overnight which is exactly what's happening things aren't happening overnight it's going to take a little while for this to really play out and then during that time we could have some cooling off as traders reposition people move things around etc etc so by the way i would like to remind you where we are in the cycle right now so in the yellow boxes, that's our basically our accumulation zones. Green mark, green areas here on the, the chart mark the major markup periods, and red periods mark the bull uh, bear market periods. So the next halving is coming up about a little over three months away. Not far at all at this point. Pretty crazy, man. Another Bitcoin, another Bitcoin. I'm getting old. Another Bitcoin halving. Holy crap. Man, anyway, Bitcoin having is coming up pretty soon, and we haven't even hit the Bitcoin having yet. You got to think about that. All this excitement, all this price action, whatever, and we're not even at the Bitcoin having yet. Just, man, later in 2024, 2025, ah, oh, it's going to be so crazy. I'm kind of looking forward to the next bear market in a weird weird way, just because it's going to be calmer again. I'm going to take like six months off, guys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I haven't taken six months off in a long time. I might do that anyway. I want to share this with you as well. Now, I know we discussed this the other day, but it's very, very relevant. So this is the Fib uh, Fibonacci's here. So that recent rally with the Bitcoin 
ETF listing brought us up to retest the, the uh, very, very key line here for the Fibonacci's, which is the 0.618. Now, that is a very critical line for us because in the last bear market rally, if you want to call it that, or the 2019 rally, however you'd like to define it, we got to the same place for the price action. So there's a lot of speculation at this point that, well, that could be it for a few months. People like uh, Chris Berniski, for example, saying, ready to be wrong here, but looking around at the froth, I can't help but wonder if this will be reminiscent of the Coinbase IPO moment, a momentous event that caused many to expect much, much higher afterwards, but instead that was the top for a couple of quarters for Bitcoin, which is very possible, very possible, just so you keep that in mind. If we don't get tens of billions of dollars coming in, or even just billions of dollars coming in, we could expect a bit of froth in the market. Remember, we have some big catalysts coming up that are negative catalysts. One, of course, is the Mount Gox people starting to get reimbursed and the selling that could result as a, as a part of that. And the other, of course, is the grayscale Bitcoin. Now, I'm going to break that down in a little more detail here for you in a few minutes, but it's just worth keeping in mind that the grayscale Bitcoin, they got a lot of Bitcoin, 600,000 coins or something like that. And the people there, some of them are going to want to take profits. And some are going to want to get out of Grayscale, which is not that bad. If they just want to go from the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust to BlackRock or Fidelity or whatever, that's fine. That doesn't move the needle up or down really for us. But if they want to start selling and taking profits, which some of them will, not everybody, a lot of those people are going to look and go, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's obviously going much higher. This is too early in the cycle to sell, et cetera, et cetera. But some people are going to take profits. Some people are going to take profits. So right now, we're really looking to see, okay, will the marketing teams over at these big institutions step it up enough, bring in enough new buyers that the price starts to increase? How long will the market lull last for? Will we see lower prices coming in before things start taking off again? All questions to contemplate. No one has the answers, really. We don't know how much... Bitcoin, BlackRock, and Fidelity, and Invesco, and Franklin, Templeton, whatever, are going to be able to sell to their clients. Their marketing teams are picking up the phone. They're calling people. We shall see. It's a big moment. Big moment for crypto. Big moment for crypto for sure. And I want to share a chart with you here, too, from, uh, from Jackus. Nice charts here. So this is looking back at some previous year's charts. So this is back in 21-22, looking at similar market format kind of playing out. And if his thoughts are right here, we could, in that scenario, see a move back down to 32K, potentially. We're seeing a lot of people saying, hey, look, 32K was such an important area. That is, if there's going to be a major, major retest, a major drawdown of it would be 35% in this case, by the way. Let's just look at this here. It would be 35% if we got down to around 32K. That would be from the top at 49K all the way down. Now, it's not that much farther down from where we are right now. It's only another 25% drop. I mean, for Bitcoin, that's, you know, it's not that, that's not that dramatic. But hey, 32K would be a very, very critical area for us. We shall see if these more bearish takes end up being right or if the sales teams can step it enough up enough that we do get enough new inflows to keep the price supported and we don't go down to retest those levels maybe the current retest is all we get maybe we go down a little bit further to 38k for example maybe we don't go down as far as 32k but here's the thing again 
short-term volatility doesn't really bother me that much and probably not a lot of you either now again if you're new i get it short-term volatility is terrifying when you wake up and oh my gosh down 20 percent. what's happening i'm an idiot i need to sell everything right now but but short-term volatility it's just not that big of a deal because zoom out zoom out okay bitcoin's forty two thousand dollars whatever right now what is the chance that bitcoin's going to be worth $420,000 by 2030. Just, you know, it's a 10x from here. I think the chances are pretty high, personally, which is why I allocate myself the way that I do. So in that scenario, the risk reward here. So, okay, you're gonna wait to buy 32K. Okay, no, it's not, it's gonna go down 32K. I'm only gonna, you know, allocate myself there or whatever. I'm gonna sell now and try and short it down or whatever, instead of just holding your bags and holding spot positions. Not financial advice, just talking about risk reward here, right? So the reward potential, if you nail it right, you sell now, you short down to 32K, rebuy at 32K. I mean, some people are going to nail that if that's what happens. That's how it plays out. But if you're wrong, you end up being sidelined, having to buy higher, potentially. Or even worse, you don't buy higher because, oh, it's going to go back down now. And then you're sidelined even higher. A lot of people make that mistake. Upside potential very high. Downside potential rather limited at the moment. I don't think Bitcoin's going to zero. I think it's more likely to go to a million, okay? Okay. Let's dive into some of the numbers here between the, uh, about the Bitcoin ETF. So it's from Bitcoin Magazine. They're reporting top five spot Bitcoin inflows from this is day one and day two. Remember Thursday, Friday, last week, we actually had trading for these products. Saturday, Sunday, they don't trade because... Boomer market's going to boom, man. That's what happens, what they do. So BlackRock got about half a billion, 497 million. Fidelity, 420 million. Very nice showing. Bitwise, 237 million. ARC, 105 million. Franklin Templeton, $50 million. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's, that's real money coming to the market, right? So it's a billion bucks. A billion bucks coming in. More, actually. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So without a doubt, a good showing for the first two days. I know the volume is really, really huge, but the volume wasn't all fresh cash inflow. We had selling going on as well. So that's very important to keep in mind. Uh, Kiwi here pointing out OTC desks already starting to run short on Bitcoin. Now, all it takes is a whale to wake up from back in the day and say, hey, I got 5,000 Bitcoin I need to sell, and they replenish the OTC desk. But still, we're seeing pressure already put on OTC desks and their available amounts of Bitcoin. Uh, Avi Chow from Electric Capital here saying, what's the path to $100 billion plus in Bitcoin ETFs? He says, not via institutions, it's via... Uh, retirement funds, which is a $20 trillion, 20 trillion bucks sitting in retirement funds in the USA alone. And he says, number two, private wealth managers, financial advisors who manage Boomer and Gen X money, $20 trillion. So if 0.25% of $40 trillion gets allocated Bitcoin over time, it's $100 billion of inflows. Remember, remember the numbers here because... According to Bank of America, it takes about $100 million to move the price 1%. 10% at a $1 billion. $10 billion moves the price by 100%. And then $100 billion moves the price by 1,000%. So if this guy is right and we start seeing that IRA money, 
private wealth manager money come in. And that's just those two things. We're not talking about the institutional money because we got that too. We're not talking about the family offices. Well, I guess the family office to an extent, but the retail buyers, all this stuff, people are just going to buy it and use it, whatever. There's still a lot of other money sources out there beyond this. But that alone gets us $100 billion, a 1,000% pump from the current current price. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Very interesting numbers there. Now, this was also a very curious part of the equation. And I know I mentioned a little bit, but I think it's very critical to talk about. So Robinhood chief brokerage offer uh, talks about user behavior regarding spot Bitcoin ETFs in the first two days of trading. He said one third of purchases sold equity to rebalance their portfolio. So they sold their Tesla stocks, their Amazon stocks, their Apple stocks, whatever. Rebalance their portfolio, take a bit of profits, buy some Bitcoin ETF. Okay, nice. Said 20% of the purchases and sales happened in retirement accounts. Also very interesting. People are looking for the tax advantages long-term for holding Bitcoin. Okay. And then 30 said, grayscale Bitcoin sellers largely rolled their money into another spot Bitcoin ETF. Now that is the critical information here because the grayscale Bitcoin is a big sort of Damocles hanging over the market because if everybody ran for the exits and panic sold and they just all, they all of them just sold. That would be bad for the price of Bitcoin because that's a lot of Bitcoin. Okay. Now that's not going to happen. And we're already actually seeing that not necessarily happen, which I think is very interesting and encouraging. People are leaving grayscale. Yes, but they're taking their money and they're going elsewhere. So they're not selling their Bitcoin. You have to think a lot of these people in these GBTC shares, man, they've had that stuff for ages. They're super in profits. I mean, these there were people buying GBTC when it was trading at like a 40% discount when Bitcoin was at 16K. So these guys are picking up 10K BTC. And I may think, oh, of course, they're definitely going to take profits at these levels. Why wouldn't they? Because they had enough money to buy a million bucks worth of Bitcoin back then. Maybe they're going to wait until Bitcoin's worth a million bucks. They may not need to sell. Hmm. Interesting. So if we keep seeing that GBTC money being swapped over to Fidelity and BlackRock and whatever, a lot of the grayscale Bitcoin problem isn't actually very much of a problem. Now, there will be outflows. There will be outflows. And I want to make that clear because we've seen that already. Um, Nick Carter pointing out the fact that there's $28 billion of boomer cash sitting in GBTC and only $100 million or three basis points of this was redeemed for identical products that are 90% cheaper is the most boomer thing of all time. People just stay with what they know, don't they? It's crazy. Uh, James Seifert, ETF analyst at Bloomberg, says, we don't have to wait till tonight for GBTC flows. Just $95 million came out, a fraction of what uh, I and many others are thinking. This means that yesterday was a huge success, in my opinion. Now, does that mean that we're not going to see more GBTC flowing out? Of course, it does not necessarily mean that. A lot of that might just stay in there because people are lazy. Well, ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just too lazy to go change. Okay, fine. But maybe, maybe we start seeing big outflows happening because there's a lot in there. And it might not happen on day one. Man, somebody's on holiday or they just couldn't be bothered, whatever. And so Tuesday this week, a mega whale goes and cashes out 10,000 Bitcoin all at once, you know, and that drives the price down. 
So there's a lot of uh, potential chaos that can come from GBTC because I think people won't necessarily want to stay in it because it's an inferior product to all the other Bitcoin ETF products. But yeah, I think a lot of it's probably just going to switch. The ones that aren't lazy and I get being lazy. I know I do those kind of decisions sometimes too. Like, yeah, fees are but higher, but whatever. Screw it. This is why Coinbase is popular, by the way. You know, because people just stick with what they know. Coinbase, 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 Coinbase has some of the highest fees for an exchange. It's like 0.5% or something like that, which is huge. And that's just on the pro exchange, right? If you're using their brokerage service, the fees are as high as like three or 4%. But people keep doing it because it's familiar because they're already there. I don't want to have to go and open a new account somewhere else and do KYC and whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to stay on Coinbase because it's what I know and it's familiar. So well, there's definitely things to have on our mind to be aware of the potential impact of right now. Some of these things are a bit overblown. I think mostly we've seen the Bitcoin ETF news really just being a bit of sell the news come in now. How much more can we correct? As we discussed, we have major areas to keep an eye on, and it depends on now what those sales teams can do and how much Bitcoin they can start selling to retirement fund people, to family offices, all this kind of stuff. So the potential is definitely there. It's just how will we move in terms of what starts exiting from grayscale? Will there be demand to absorb that if people are just looking to straight up get out? Or will they just switch over to new products? And of course, then we have the Mt. Gox Bitcoin. And will there be enough demand in the market from incoming demand to absorb that? Maybe, maybe this whole Bitcoin ETF thing is just this weird blessing in disguise in a way that we haven't even thought about yet because the time that it came out coincides with when the Mt. Gox Bitcoin is going to come back into the market. So maybe it's going to help us absorb the impact of that. That if we hadn't had the whole Bitcoin ETF narrative, would have potentially come into a much weaker marketplace. All worth thinking about. Yeah. Crazy times in the market, guys. Crazy times in the market. Anyway, let's crack open the floor to your questions. I'm telling you, we're going to start talking to altcoins again. It's just this, ah, this Bitcoin news. It's just dominating my brain, I guess. But we are going to be breaking down more of this, uh, Altcoin news and stuff in the coming days. Lots of airdrop opportunities out there. Like, you know, the Bitcoin ETF is exciting and it's fun, but I'm going to start making some streams with some more alpha for you guys. Of course, the long form videos I've been doing also have great amounts of alpha for you guys too. Some great airdrops out there. We've been covering whether that be in the Wealth Mastery newsletter. By the way, it's free. Sign up if you're not signed up yet. But whether that be in the, the Wealth Mastery newsletter or here on YouTube, there's been some crazy airdrop opportunities. Like it's probably one of the easiest ways, again, for if you're a small account to have the potential to make a lot of money. Even if you have a slightly bigger account, I mean, at what level don't you do airdrop farming? I don't know, because some of it's even volume dependent. Like Manta, for example, if you're a whale and you have, I don't know, 20,000 Ethereum, put 5,000 ETH on Manta, for example. Not financial advice, obviously, I'm just saying like, why not? And then you get a whole bunch of free extra money. Who doesn't, who doesn't like free extra money? I don't know. Anyway, there's crazy opportunities in the altcoin space right now. We're going to continue covering those. Of course, I'll try to cover some more of those in uh, future live streams, Wednesday, Friday, and, and beyond. So keep an eye out for that. 